Well, good morning, Woodville. I greet you today from our home to your home. And I want you today to think that I am making a personal visit to your home. And I'm standing right now in your home speaking this message to you. Well, we're in our proximity sermon series. This is message number three. And today I want to take some time to talk to you about conquering fear, anxiety, and worry. You see, there's a pandemic today that's even greater than the COVID-19 pandemic. It's the pandemic of fear, anxiety, and worry. And it's gone viral. I mean, many people struggle with fear, anxiety, and worry to different levels and to different degrees. And many of you today are struggling with fear, anxiety, and worry. I've discovered that fearful parents can begin to raise fearful children. Parents that are worriers can lead their children to struggle with worry because it can become a learned behavior. And then fearful, anxious, worrying people can cluster together in a church, and then a church can become gripped with fear, anxiety, and worry. Well, I believe that God has a vaccine that he has for us to conquer fear, anxiety, and worry. And so today, for a few moments, I want to share with you briefly 12 things about fear, anxiety, and worry, and how we can conquer it. The first thing I want to share with you, number one, is that fear, anxiety, and worry is an expectation that something bad is going to happen. And it always begins with the words, what if? You see, there's an expectation that something bad's going to happen. So your mind takes you to places that it shouldn't go. And you move out of the place of reality and you step into the place of speculation. And you begin to think about something bad that could happen, something horrible that can happen. And your mind goes to places that are so wrong because fear, anxiety, and worry is an expectation that something bad is going to happen. And so you find yourself saying, what, what if? And you go there in your mind. Let me take you to number two. This is a very key point because I honestly believe that the key to conquering fear, anxiety, and worry is the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. The Apostle Paul talked about that in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And Paul said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. He said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. You see, God doesn't want you just to be saved. God wants you to be transformed. Paul is not talking here about an, uh, an outward conforming to the patterns of the world. No, no. He's talking about an inward transformation. The Greek word is metamorphia. An inward transformation where there's this renewing of your mind because your mind is the battleground for fear, anxiety, and worry. And God's vaccine to conquer fear and to conquer anxiety and to conquer worry is the renewing of your mind. And so as your mind gets renewed daily, you can begin to discern the perfect, the good will of God, and you could live a stress-free, uh, a life that is worry-free, a life that is not under the cloud of fear or under anxiety. But the key is the renewing of your mind. 
Well, let's scrape a little deeper. Let me take you to number three. This is so important. We need to understand that God has made us body, soul, and spirit. But actually in the Bible, it's worded this way, spirit, soul, and body. For those of you who know me, you've heard me say this before, I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. You see, the difference between your spirit, your soul, and your body is this. Your spirit is your eternal self. It's your God conscience. It's your God connection. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. Because Paul understood that your, your spirit is the eternal part of you. Number two, your soul is your emotional part. It's your personality. And then your body is that physical part of you where you relate to the world through your five senses. Now, here's what I've discovered. We need to understand the spirit, the soul, and the body because the spirit, the soul, and the body can affect our thinking and our minds. So to have our minds renewed, we need to understand this spirit, soul, and body. We're gonna pick that up in a few moments, but let me read to you a scripture before we move on. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24, Paul said, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. Sanctify means to be make you whole, make you complete. Through and through means every area of your life. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ for the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. You see, Paul understood the connection to the renewing of the mind is to have the sanctifying of our spirit, our soul and our body. God can do it. It's a great work of God. Number four, I wanna share with you today that this actually is a trust issue. And I think the question today is, how much do you trust God? Well, let me, let me say to you, God is so trustworthy. I know he's trustworthy, but the question is, how much do you trust God? The, the way to, to get through this fear and anxiety and this worry is to increase your level of trust. In Isaiah chapter 12, verse two, Isaiah said, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Isaiah said, I'm gonna choose trust. And when I choose it, I will not be afraid. He said, the Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. You see, Isaiah was teaching us that when your trust goes up, your fear goes down. Think of a balancing scale or a teeter-totter. And I want you to picture trust on one side and, and, and fear on the other side. And so when my trust goes up, my fear goes down. But when my fear goes up, my trust goes down. They cannot coexist together. You see, it's a trust issue. We need to learn to grow in our trust of God. Then there's number five. The first person in the Bible to ever experience fear was Adam. Remember, God created Adam and, and then Eve, and they're living in the garden of paradise, and it's all good. I mean, it's full of love and trust and perfection. And, and God said, you could do whatever you want, eat what you want, but please don't touch. You cannot touch the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
And well, one day Adam and Eve did, you know the story, and sin entered the world. And they left their dependence on God and they stepped into their independence of their knowledge and their trust went down. And so they went and hid. And in Genesis 3, verse 10, God's calling out. And Adam says, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid <laughs> because I was naked, so I hid. I mean, I mean, Adam's trust went down and his fear went up. It happened to Elijah. It happened to Peter, it happened to David, it happened to all the great people in God's word. They're there in that great hall of fear, but they didn't stay there. And so when you've got fear, anxiety, and worry, you're in good company because there's many in the Bible who battled it, but they didn't stay there, and nor do you have to stay there. Well, number six, I want you to see that there is healthy fear, and then there is unhealthy fear. I mean, healthy fear, I would say, is like the guardrails of life. But unhealthy fear is, is the guardrails of life, but unhealthy fear is the roadblocks of life. You see, God gave you and me a great gift, and it's the gift of fear. That's the healthy fear. Healthy fear is you're, you're on, a, on a big hill and you're looking over a cliff and you <gasps> don't get too close to the edge. That's, that's a healthy fear. It's self-preservation. Healthy fear prevents you from doing something stupid. It's a gift of God to protect you. But the enemy twists what is healthy and makes it unhealthy. Healthy fear is like the guardrails that keeps us on a straight road, but unhealthy fear is when the devil gets our mind to go to places it should never go, and we leave that land of reality to the land of speculation, and, and we jump to conclusions, and we think about things that are not real, but we think they're gonna happen, and, and then it becomes a roadblock. Because the devil wants your life to be a roadblock. The devil wants to stop you from thriving. And we need to understand that there's a difference between healthy fear and unhealthy fear. The one is a guardrail, the other is a roadblock. But then there's number seven. Fear, anxiety, and worry can actually have a chemical root. Remember spirit, soul, body, we're coming back to it. I wanna to talk to you for a few moments about, about our physical component and specifically our brain. And I wanna share with you that there, there are 10% of mankind, which means one out of 10 people watching today, you've got a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's not your fault. It's something that is there. You didn't ask for it, you didn't want it, you didn't cause it, but it's there. And because there's this chemical imbalance, it's difficult for you to properly process your thoughts. And because of that chemical imbalance, it can lead you to fear and anxiety and worry. In fact, it can make it very difficult for you to, to read God's word and accept God's word. Let me give you an example. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. That's a command. But in every situation by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What a great command. And then in verse 7, he says, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. I read that scripture and I receive it in my mind and in my heart. But when someone has a chemical imbalance, it becomes difficult for them to take the word and understand it and apply it because their mind is like cloudy. And sometimes if we're honest, we need to understand 
that yes, God can heal you from that chemical imbalance, but God can also use medication. I've got pastor friends, I've got friends and relatives that have chemical imbalances and they're on medication and the medication has helped their thought process and it's helped reduce their fear, their anxiety and their worry. You see what pills do to the mind to clear their thoughts. My glasses do for my eyes to clear my sight. I mean, some Christians say, take your pills and flush them down the toilet. That would be as crazy as me taking off my glasses and flushing them down the toilet. So as my glasses give me clarity of sight, medication can give you clarity of thought. One out of 10 people watching today have a chemical imbalance. And when it goes undiagnosed and then untreated, you become the walking wounded. And the devil is causing you to walk in this fear, anxiety, and worry, but there's an answer. There's an answer, medication. And I would encourage you that you might need to go see your doctor for your doctor to help discern if there is a chemical imbalance, that you can have that treated so that you can, you can walk in victory and freedom. So I wanna share with you now number eight, fear, anxiety, and worry also could have an emotional root an emotional root. Sometimes there's a, an event, an episode or something that happened that became the, the, the point where the, the, the devil put this cloud of fear and anxiety on you. I was just a young boy walking to work, 12 years of age, working for my great uncle at a paint store. And this big dog came out and bit my leg. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget that moment. I love dogs up to that moment, but that became an episode that created fear in my life of large dogs. And here's what happens with fear. Fear can move from one thing to another thing. Fear can get out of proportion and go to other areas of your life. Back in the 90s, we were pastoring in the city of Montreal and I was in a bank robbery. I wasn't the robber, but I was in the bank robbery. Wow, talk about post-traumatic syndrome. Did it ever hit me? And fear and anxiety and worry started to grip me again. And there's some of you today, you, you're in your Christian journey, you're, you're, you're right with God in your spirit, but emotionally there's been an event or something that's happened or something you saw, you heard. It could even be a word that someone spoke over your life that the devil is using to put you in bondage to fear, anxiety, and worry. It could be something you saw, you heard, or walked through. Here's the word, counseling can help you with that. Yes, you might need some good godly Christian counseling to help you through that. And if you contact us, we can connect you with a good godly Christian counselor. Or maybe prayer ministry can help bring healing to that. And I really believe Jesus today, right now, as you're watching this message, wants to go back to that moment where that fear and that anxiety came on you. And he wants to bring healing in that moment so that you can walk in freedom. So right in your home, I believe there's many of you right now, you're going, yeah, I remember a moment. I remember an episode. I remember an event. I remember something someone said. This is the root of my fear, anxiety, and worry. I believe Jesus right now wants to step into that moment and bring freedom in the name of Jesus because whomsoever the Son sets free is free indeed. Paul said to, the, to Timothy, he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and a sound mind. Fear is a spiritual issue that can affect us emotionally. And so Jesus wants to step back in, into, into that place where it started and bring freedom so that you could walk in freedom. 1 John 4.18 says there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I want you to know God loves you so much and he doesn't want you to walk in fear. He wants your trust level to go up and your fear and your anxiety and your worry to go down. And he wants to step into that emotional place and bring healing. But then there's number nine. Fear, anxiety, and worry can have a spiritual root. This is what I call spiritual warfare. I mean, do not kid yourself. The devil, the enemy knows my vulnerability points and he knows your vulnerability points. And what creates fear or anxiety or worry for you may not create fear or anxiety or worry for me, but the devil knows what to use to play on your mind to create fear, anxiety, and where, hear me, there is a spiritual warfare going on. The Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 down to verse 12, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The enemy has crafted something that he's throwing at your mind to take you from the place of reality into the place of speculation, to take you from what is to the bad places of what could be, to get you to think the worst. That's what the enemy's trying to do. It's called spiritual warfare. Well, I wanna leave you today with some practical, helpful things that I do in my life every day. And it's helped me. I wanna take it at number 10. This is what I do. I challenge the origin of every thought. Every thought that comes to my mind, I actually challenge the origin. Is it, is it me? Is it my thinking or, or is it God's thinking or is it, is it come from darkness from the enemy? There's only three sources. And if it comes from God, it's gonna feel good, feel right. It's gonna line up with his word. But, but often I realize it's the devil who takes a morsel of truth and twists it and, and, and makes it a perception that's not a reality and causes me to go places in my mind that I should never go. And, 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 and I challenge now the origin of it. You see, John chapter eight, verse 44 tells us about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. He doesn't hold to any truth. There's absolutely no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. And I wanna challenge you to challenge the origin of every single thought. Challenge the origin. But then there's number two or number 11. The second thing I wanna share with you, the second final point, it's number 11, worship, and the word are the easiest weapons and they're powerful weapons of spiritual warfare. Worship, it's a great spiritual weapon. When I'm feeling anxious and, and worried and, and fear is starting to come on my mind, I, I just go into the place of worship. I put on some worship music that I love or I start to sing a worship song and it's like heaven comes down 
And the peace of God starts to cover my mind and calm my spirit. And, and Jesus just brings, breathes over my life peace. And Holy Spirit just begins to lift the weight. And, and, and the Holy Spirit begins to push back the fear. Worship is a powerful weapon. You see, Lucifer, when he was in heaven, he loved worship and he fell. So he knows that there's power in worship. But worship is a powerful tool to push back the forces of the enemy, to push back the fear and the worry and the anxiety. Just begin to worship. It will calm your spirit. It will calm your mind. But then there's the word. Don't spend all your energies during this COVID season watching the news. I mean, it's going to freak you out. And some of you right now, your mind's going to places it should never go to. You're like, what if we get the virus? What if I end up on a ventilator? And now you've gone to even worse places. What if we die? Some of you are even thinking, what if we don't get brought back to work? What if we, what if we can't pay our bills? What, what if? And your mind's going places that it shouldn't go to. I want you to feed your soul with the word of God. Do you know what book of the Bible more people read than any other book in the Bible, especially to conquer fear, anxiety, and worry? Just so you know, it's not First Chronicles. It's the book of Psalms. Because David in the book of Psalms reveals his heart. David battled fear, anxiety, and worry. And I don't know about you, but I read the book of Psalms. It comforts me and it encourages me. Read the word of God. In fact, I find myself speaking out loud the word of God. There's power in the word of God and there's power in worship. Worship and the word are the easiest spiritual weapons and they are so powerful. So you challenge the origin of every thought and then you you live out these spiritual weapons of worship in the word but here's the last thing ask god how he sees this situation god what is your perception not how i see it because i might be seeing it wrong because i might be seeing it through the cloud of my fear and the cloud of my anxiety and the cloud of my worry and you might be seeing it wrongfully because of a chemical imbalance you might be seeing it wrongfully because of an emotional past experience that's still clinging over you you might be seeing it wrong because of the spiritual warfare that's going on not how do you see it but how does god see it then after you ask God, how does he see the situation? Ask God what he wants you to know about it. And what does he want you to do? I found every day I do that. God shows me from his word where he takes the, the written word and he makes it a living word to my spirit and it lifts my spirit. And I go, wow, that's how God sees it. And then the Lord shows me things. I mean, I mean, lately God has been showing me that we're going to get through this coronavirus. And I feel the Lord saying just he's reaching down his hand and he wants to take your hand today. And he wants to say to you together, we're going to get through this. Some of you right now are walking through a very tough, difficult situation and it's hard and it's not easy and your mind is going to be at the danger point of going to the wrong places. Let God's hand reach down to you and let him say to you today, together, we're going to get through this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought 
and we make it obedient to Christ. We got to bring our thoughts back in and we've got to line them up with the word of God. And we need to learn to see it through God's perception, not our distortion, but God's perception. Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm learning to live in the day. I'm learning to let my trust levels go up because when the trust goes up, the fear goes down. I'm learning that God doesn't want me just to be saved. He wants me to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And I've discovered that my mind and my thoughts are affected by the three parts of how God has made me as a spirit, as a soul, and as a body. And some of you today, it's a chemical imbalance. For some of you, it's an emotional experience or an event that's happened that emotionally is the baggage that's clinging over you. And, and for, for all of us today, there's that spiritual warfare and battle that's going on. But God wants the trust to go up and he wants the fear to go down. And he wants to transform you inwardly by the renewing of your mind so that he could take his vaccine and remove and conquer the pandemic virus of fear, anxiety, and worry. Well, I want you to look behind me. And behind me is some pictures on the wall that you've seen behind me for the past number of weeks. They're about five years old and all of our family's not there since those days, our son and daughter-in-law had two more daughters. But five years ago, we as a family were walking a, a difficult journey. This picture was taken right after Mother's Day and uh, right around Mother's Day. And Evelyn had just been diagnosed with cancer again. It was 17 years before that day, five years ago, that we walked the journey of, of cancer and God got us through. And then five years ago, we were starting the journey again. And it would have been so easy for Evelyn's mind and my mind and our family's mind to go to wrongful places and go places in our mind beyond what we were walking through. And it was then that we had to learn to live out these truths that I have taught you today. And so I, I might be preaching to you today, but I'm preaching to myself. And I have to make sure even back then, as I do now, that my mind doesn't go to wrong places because all of us, including me, can experience some levels of fear, anxiety, and worry. I don't want it to be a pandemic in my life, and I don't want it to be a pandemic in your life. I want our Lord to renew our minds in Christ Jesus. And I want us to conquer that fear, that anxiety, and that worry. So I wanna invite you to take these 12 practical truths, apply them in your life. Let the Lord speak to you. I'm gonna pray for you, and then we're gonna worship in a song, and then we're gonna celebrate church family communion together. But let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for this amazing church. I thank you, Lord, for the scriptures that we have looked at today. And I pray that you would renew our minds in the name of the Lord. I pray, God, that fear would go down and trust would go up. 
I pray today, God, that we would be like we're sitting on your lap and that we would know that you, God the Father, have your arms around us and you love us so much and you will fully take care of us no matter what we're walking through. Your arms are around us and you will fully take care of us. I pray, God, whatever we are facing, that we would trust you fully and fear would go down as trust goes up. And I pray in the name of the Lord that we would not walk in fear, anxiety, or worry, but we would walk in trust and faith and love. Thank you for this great church. Bless each one in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to invite you to worship in this song, and then in a few moments, we're gonna celebrate communion together. God bless you. Take the bread of life, broken for all my sin. Your body crucified to make me whole again. And I will recall the cup poured out in sacrifice. Thank you. 
Isn't it great to worship the Lord together? And we've learned this morning that worship is one of the easiest and most powerful weapons of spiritual warfare. Well, Evelyn and I love each one of you so, so much. And in just a couple of moments, we want to share communion together with you. And uh, we are thinking back to the great sacrifice, the great price that Jesus made for us when he died on a cross for our sins where he shed his blood some 2,000 years ago. And Evelyn, there's people watching today in, in Ottawa and across Canada and around the world. And I don't know where everyone is at in their spiritual journey. And so the question I want to ask everyone today is if today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, do you know that you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven? Do you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're gonna spend eternity in heaven? Heaven is real. Evelyn, we don't want people to think they're going to heaven. We don't want them to just hope they're going to heaven. We honestly want you to know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven. And before we celebrate communion today, I just believe that there's people watching right now that you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the center of your life. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in your garage makes you a car. 
You've got to personally ask Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you're watching today and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, but you'd like to. You'd like to take that huge step, that step of faith to ask Jesus in your life. I'd have no greater joy, Evelyn, than to lead these folks in a prayer. And that's what we're gonna do right now. And if you've never asked Jesus Christ in your life, or maybe you did at one time, but you've turned your back on God and today you wanna settle it, I wanna lead you in this prayer. And if you would like to make your peace with God, I invite you to pray with me today. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I have decided to follow Jesus. I pray that you would come into my life. I want to live for you and serve you. Today, I make my peace with you. I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. Now, on some of our platforms where this service is presented today, you will see a spot where you can indicate that you've asked Jesus Christ into your life. And I want you to just let us know that you've made that decision. And if you reach out to us, we will reach back to you. We can help you in your new faith journey. Mm -hmm. And we've got things online that can help you in your new faith journey. And if you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, you live in the Ottawa area, we'd love for you to join us online. And when we get back on site, we want you to join us on site. But if you're from an area outside of Ottawa, across Canada, around the world, mm -hmm. and you're looking for a life-giving, Bible-believing mm -hmm. church, reach out to us and we will help you to find a life-giving, Bible-believing church. Well, friends, I want you to take the bread that you, you have ready now and gather as a family, if you're there as a family. And the bread that we're holding on to represents the body of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And may we never forget the price that Jesus made as he gave his life for us. The word of the Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread that represents the body of Jesus. I want you to pick up the cup of juice that you have and the juice represents the blood of Jesus and blood represents life. And Jesus shed his blood, he died so that we might live. And we know death can hold him in the ground on the third day up from the grave he arose, amen. amen. And so let's partake of the juice that represents the blood of Jesus. Amen. Well, before we close, I'd love, Evelyn, if you could lead us in prayer. And there's people in our church family walking through um, medical tests. Mm -hmm. There's people getting ready for surgery. There are people in our church family who have had loved ones pass away. And you've got needs. God knows your needs. And in our final moments, Evelyn's going to lead us in prayer. Father, we come to you today. We thank you, Jesus, that you made the sacrifice for us. You took all of our sins and all of our diseases upon yourself on that cross. I thank you, Father, that we have hope in you, that we can trust in you, that you are always there for us no matter what we're going through. And I lift up everyone as they're in their homes today, that they would have a deep sense of your peace and presence in their lives. That, God, you have already taken all that sickness upon, them, upon you, God. And that they can trust you to bring healing in the areas that they need it today. 
for those that are going through difficult mm -hmm. times right now, going through surgeries. God, those that have lost loved ones, I yeah. pray, oh God, that you would surround them. They would have such a deep yeah. sense of your presence today. You love them so much, God, and you desire to pour in your peace, pour in all that they need today, yes, that Lord. you would surround them. God, you promise to be with us no matter where we are and what we're going through. And in this storm that we're in right now, you are right there. You say, peace be still, yes. that you want to bring calmness yes, to our Lord. troubled waters today. For those who are wrestling so much with anxiety and fears, God, you want to bring peace. Yeah. You love us with an everlasting love. You desire to raise us up in wholeness today. You took all of our sins, all our diseases upon yourself, and you desire God to bring healing and wholeness today. Pour in from the oldest to the youngest today. Yeah. They would sense your presence and know that God loves them and and you care about every need in their life and we commit them before you today pour into every area father let hope rise up let, let faith rise up that they serve a god who's able to do exceeding abundant above all that they can ask or think yes, according to your power yes, that's at, at work within them that they are more than conquerors yes, through him who loved them and gave himself for for them Thank you, Father, for Thank your you, faithfulness Jesus. in our lives, for your strength and your power. Encourage hearts today in Jesus' name, and we thank you. Amen. 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 Well, friends, we want you to know that we, we love you so much, and we honestly miss you so, so much. We can't wait for the day that we can gather back on site. And that day will come. But until then, may the Lord bless you, be with you. Thank you for joining in today. God bless you. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you've been encouraged by the worship and challenged by Pastor Mark's sermon. And I'm also glad we were able to participate in communion together this morning, all from our own homes. If you've joined us for the first time today, we would love to hear from you. Please search Connect Card on our website, Complete the form and submit it, and we will get back to you soon. If you do not have a home church or a church that you regularly attend, we would love for you to check out Woodville some more and know that you are invited next Sunday to join us at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. for a special Mother's Day service. Pastor Mark is going to be sharing part four from his proximity series. You won't want to miss it. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you.